This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. All right. That's kind of... I'm just going to start recording and maybe it's it's actually sounding better. Okay. Okay. So we're started now. Yippee. Yippee. <laughs> thanks to thanks for coming, Alex. Thank you for having me. This is uh Alex Bradley, comedian. Uh this is a horrible intro. This is the worst. <laughs> I'm always bad at doing these like cold opens. I try to like I've done this a bunch of times with people and every time it fails. <laughs> it never it always comes out awkward and uncomfortable. I, I'm um, liking it. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling comfortable. it. I'm comfortable. I mean, why not? I mean, it's my apartment. I should be comfortable here. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude, I, uh, I've been doing this, like I, I, like I was saying, I've been doing it solo for so long now. Like I need, I need fresh blood. I need, I need people that can tell a joke outside of me. It's kind of getting to a point where like, I don't even know what else to talk about. I'm like, I don't know. I think the other day I did something where I was talking about like something at work where it was like before I knew I was like, this is way too personal (laughs) and not entertaining at all. But this should be fun. Uh, So I don't know. uh, I guess I don't want this to turn in like a formal interview. You know, I want it to be casual. So we're both comedians. Uh, When did you start? Like, when was your first show? Well, I don't know. It's tough to say when I started. I guess I had a gradual start to it. The first time I ever, ever did stand up was when I was in high school and I did an act for the high school variety show, which, ah. which is like uh, stupid in retrospect yes. because it's like, you, you know, you're supposed to start going to open mics and you practice and you build up an act and then you perform at a show. Right. But when you, when you start, I mean... If you're stupid, you don't know that. Right. So it's it's like it's like if you never sung a song before, but you're like, I kind of want to get into singing. I guess I should sing at a talent show. Right. Yeah, I, dude. I it's funny is I started the same way. I was uh, it, mine was a battle of the bands uh-huh. where they needed a host, and I was like, I could do that, and uh-huh. like thought that, and like, I was doing jokes about attendance policies. It was rough <laughs> in high school. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, it was like jokes about mosh pits because like they were afraid there was going to be a mosh pit the whole time that's funny do you remember any of the jokes there was one that i remember i remember about um they had this attendance program called sassy uh-huh. and like every day the the assistant principal like the vice assistant principal it's vice principal um vice principal would come over the uh loudspeaker and he would say things like uh attention all faculty uh sassy is down sassy's down and like there it was constantly problems like it was supposed to like make um it was supposed to make life easier you know it was supposed to make attendance so much better and all it did was like fuck up every day is sassy an an abbreviation does it stand for something yes it stood for something but that's what (laughs) made it even funnier was that it was (laughs) sassy sassy sassy's down sassy's down and so in the beginning, like after the first band went up, my my joke was, guys, I'm I'm really sorry to say this, but unfortunately, uh, vice president, uh, vice president, vice principal uh, Dilio just uh, informed me that Sassy's down, so we're gonna have to cancel the rest of the show. That was the the joke, and it got like a the, the teachers were going nuts; they all loved it. And the vice principal was there. He actually like he had he laughed and he but he like and he took it well. But I remember him like actually like going like he had like a PTSD moment where it was right. like oh god, why did you remind me? <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so that was my start. And I was same thing. I never tried open mic. I didn't. I didn't really start fucking with open mics until I was like two years in. I just tried to do shows. Like I tried to yeah. get like a show every month. Yeah. And I was just doing like one or two shows each month. Yeah. And it was like when you were 18, 19, it was kind of easy to get all my dumb friends to like pack a place out. But ultimately speaking, it, I wasn't really doing it like the way 
we do it now where you go right yeah and actually work on the stuff it's, you know? yeah yeah i mean and you can do a good job sort of without practice you can be naturally funny but it's like it's sort of like just like a guess as to what right. stand up should be but exactly. it's like you haven't actually figured it out right it's like you might accidentally get it right mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh i was gonna say like my dad used to be like, you gotta practice in front of a mirror <laughs> like oh is that what i gotta do like because that's not helpful at all <laughs> like i you know what i mean like how is that helpful no you gotta practice in front of people you know what's annoying about mirrors is it's not like i like i go to an open mic and i'll record a video of myself and go on to see what i look like on stage right. you practice in front of a mirror you only know what you look like while you're looking at your own face in the mirror Right. Which is only when you're facing directly forward. I don't. I just don't think it's an accurate way to find out what you look like while you're walking around on stage. No, def- it's definitely not. I mean, it can help. I guess practicing in front of a mirror, so to speak, can help like get the wording down and like yeah. memorizing the jokes. Like if you need help, then the mirror isn't doing that much work. But no, the mirror is right. The mirror is a kind of a useless part of the whole process. Yeah. It's just a random. You know, a little. It's just a little narcissistic touch right. on, on memorizing words. It's, it's like the, ah, you know, these words aren't that interesting. But what if I could look at me while I was saying? <laughs> it's like uh, Christian Bale, American Psycho. You ever yeah. see that movie? Oh yeah. But he's like watching himself fuck. Like that's <laughs> kind of the same, like narcissistic. Uh, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, open mics. I mean, as I say, open mic. As I. Starting, you host an open mic. I've just recently started doing it. I love hosting an open mic, but there's nights where I'm like, this is fucking wild. Because I, I don't know if you get as many crazies as I've gotten, mm-hmm. but I had this dude. So there's a guy who washes the windows at the bar, um, and he wanted to come try. He's never tried stand-up before. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to discourage someone. Yeah, come on down, man. Like, the more the merrier. Worst case, he buys a beer from the bar like he's helping the bar out. So uh, he came down and he actually brought friends. Yeah. He brought like people to come see him. That's cool. It was great. And then then he talked. And that was that's when it all went wrong. Like he was it wasn't jokes at all. It was kind of like this weird like. Was there stories from his window cleaning days? See, that would be funny. That would be funny. (laughs) The one thing that he did say was funny the first time he was there, which he didn't talk about the second time. He did this story. He did tell a story about his uh, son having sex with a girl and him and his wife hearing it and being like proud of their son. It was a kind of a funny spin on things. But overall speaking, he just he's a nut. He just rants about like the vaccine and trans people. Oh, that's the, the classics. Right, you know. The, the, now, I host my open mic at Farrell's Tavern, and that that sometimes we get you know random people, but it's but it's pretty good. Kind right, of like, we we have had a consistent. When I was hosting the open mic at Round Two Pub, we right. it was like it was like a like a carnival, like it was like, <laughs> but literally like there was a guy who would come and do like sw- sword swallowing, like he would like stick something up his nose and take it out the other nostril oh and it's like oh. this is not a comedy act at all and one time two guys like like went with like one time a guy did this performance art thing he like read scenes from he, he like acted out scenes from a movie playing every character and he was like wearing a dress for no particular yes. reason I, I was there for that guy he yeah was, it was a bumblebee he was like a bumblebee ballerina thing yeah and he was doing uh pulp fiction and Res- he was doing reservoir dogs yeah like the whole Mr. White and uh, Mr. Pink when they're pointing the guns at each other. I see. I don't even know the movie well enough to. But <laughs> he did the whole thing, and he did both lo- dialogues. Yeah. Moving around. It. Yeah. I, I remember that guy. That was. Yeah. One time, a, a guy came. He just read directly, word for word, from the Kama Sutra. It's actually weirdly hilarious. <laughs> One time, two guys like like had a fake res- wrestling match. Like they were just circling each other, like in the athletic ready position. Like it was literally like a circus. Like there was just circus acts. I'm not even saying it like to say they were crazy. I'm saying 
it was the types of acts you would have at a circus. Right. So yeah. maybe I had, so where, this is in, this is in Bohemia, you're open with? Yeah. yeah. It's well, a Bohemia, a Sable? West Sable, so just south. So it's a, it's an expressway thing. Right. South of the expressway is where stuff gets crazy. Yeah, this North a lot. of the expressway. That's where all the normal people are. I guess so. I, I mean, I'm not quite sure that's the case, <laughs> but I mean. Well, how else do you explain the discrepancy between Farrell's Tavern and, yeah. and the other two open ones? You know what? You're making valid points. I guess, you know what, too, with Farrell's, you got a Carvel right there. Yeah. I think that helps. I mean, people can get just cool get some. people down. Yeah, exactly. It keeps them at bay. Whereas, like, round two, all they have next door is, like, a Chinese food place. You yeah. Know, you can get an egg roll and go back to the bar. And it doesn't even have a name. The sign just says Chinese. Right. It's just the ethnicity. Yeah. <laughs> the food. Just I, I love it when you see a strip mall and it's just a list of it. It just says Chinese, Italian. It's like this yeah. is just different countries. Right. right. They're not, <laughs> they don't even specify food. Right. No, nothing whatsoever. If you want to see some Italian people, come in here. I, was, I actually just went past one of those strip malls oh. down on Church Street over here, and I had to go to the liquor store, and it just says liquor. <laughs> There's no name of the store. It's just liquor. The, like, the best the best stores in a strip mall are the ones where the sign is just a list of things they sell. It's just like it's just like paper, jewelry, gifts. It's yes. Like, it's like the, the hell is a gift. What is a gift? Right. You can't sell gifts. Gift, a gift is anything is a, can be a gift. You can't. Right. Your your store can't be a can't be selling gifts. Gift I mean, is, you can have a gift shop for a, a like a location, sure. yes, a museum, but you can't just be on the highway and just like you want some gifts. <laughs> you want some gifts? I got great gifts. Like, what are their <laughs> gifts? I, I would imagine right. If paper, what if this is their other product? How yeah. good can the gifts really be? And you know what? A good gift is like an actual thing. A good gift is something that you would get from an actual store, from an electronic store, from a jewelry yeah. store, or from, you know, a hardware store. I don't even sure. know. So, so what they're selling is bad gifts. Right. This I should say, bad gifts. At the very least, if we're going to be kinder, we can say mediocre gifts, you know, like. Gifts for people you do not like. Right. Yeah. That's the type of place. Un generic gifts. It's it's where you go when you realize you had a, you forgot about someone's birthday or uh -huh. something. Yeah. And you're you're like scrambling to get to the party, uh -huh. and you're like, I gotta get him a gift. Oh, uh, a, a bubble wand. Right. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> bullshit. Uh, I gotta step away from the mic because I'm gonna cough. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. Yes. Good cough. I I've been trying to battle this all week. Yeah. I don't know why. I get sick sometimes in the summer. It's annoying. But oh, I, yeah. there's, there's nothing entertaining about this. So we're back to gifts. Yeah, gifts. What were we talking about before? Gifts? We're, strip malls? We were talking about strip malls. We were talking about open mics. Carvel. Carvel. Carvel is next to the Farrell's Tavern. Right. Because we yeah. I, I think it takes you back to... Anytime you have a scoop of ice cream, mm -hmm. it takes you back to your childhood, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, it makes you, makes you feel young again. But you know what bugs me? The Carvel gets on my nerves a little bit because the sign says America's freshest ice cream. What? Who Who has ever talked about the freshness of ice cream? I, it's literally has to be frozen. It's a frozen item. Yeah, it, it. there's no way to... I mean, unless you're like milking the cow in the back of the Carvel. And I've actually gone to Carvel and gotten ice cream, and it's like noticeably like tastes like freezer. It's like yeah, actually that, not fresh. And it's like how hard is it to yeah. to get ice cream that feels like it's not old? That it's not like ice shavings. Yeah, out of the back of a freezer. It does not go bad quickly. No, it it as I said, that means it's definitely a slow Carvel. Yeah, that, that's what it means. That or you're ordering really off the cup. Like, what's your go-to flavor? I mean, well, I, I, well, you know when it happened, I got a, I got an ice cream sandwich. That was the problem. Oh, uh, okay. From, from deep down in the freezer. Thing. Right. Yeah. So they're probably, you know what that is? That's the kid that stocks the thing is a fucking lazy asshole, uh -huh. and he doesn't rotate. Uh -huh. See, I used to work at Dairy Barn. Do you even know it? You're too, probably too young. Do you know what Dairy Barn is? I've seen him once in a while. 
Barnes and Bloom. Dairy Barn was just, it was a great thing. I, it's like a red, it yeah. looks like a barn you drive through, you yes, buy it was like milk seven, and whatnot. Exactly, it was Seven Eleven, but you didn't have to get out of your car. Drive through grocery store. Bingo. So. Yeah, exactly. So when I worked there, one of the things that we, we stressed was rotation. Because like, if you just stock the new stuff in front of the old stuff, eventually when you run out of, you sell, you know what I'm saying? Especially milk. Uh-huh. You don't want to sell old milk. Right, yeah. So that's what that is. That The kid that rotates the ice cream sandwiches doesn't rotate. He's supposed mm-hmm. to put the old ones on top so you get rid of the old ones before you sell the new ones. And he's probably just a lazy prick and his boss doesn't check his work. Uh, yeah. I, I've worked at a CVS. I had to rotate some milk once in a while. Yeah, it's it's an important part of the process. You know, you know what I remember? You go into the freezer, so you go behind the, right. the, the rows of milk. And yeah. you have to put it in from from behind. Yeah. Yes. And then there was also a vendor who, you know, who drives the, the truck full of new supplies. And he was checking from the other side to see what we needed more of. And it was just like there was just like it was just five minutes of the two of us silently facing each other, <laughs> just putting milk into a thing from opposite sides. It was very romantic. I was going to say, it feels like this was like a moment. <laughs> One time our hands touched. Right, yeah, just like, oh, I'm sorry. Just a little giggle. Yeah. What could have been you and the, the milkman? <laughs> Milky times. It would have been, there would have been plenty of milk to go around. <laughs> um, yeah, Dairy Barn was fun, dude. I That was a great job to have as like a teenage kid. Because yeah. like, well, for one... I could like sell my friends beer, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was the guy that could always get like beer and cigarettes for everybody. So I was, you know, you know, it was great when you're 16 and you're you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, but it was also like we we had some wild people that we worked there with. We had this guy Glenn. Mm-hmm. His brother was like the vice president again. Uh, yeah, no, I said it right this time. I said vice president performer, vice principal, whatever. Vice president of the company, and he's big fat motherfucker. Like double as wide as I am, uh-huh. and his bro- and he just didn't give a shit because his brother was vice president of the company. He was never getting fired, uh-huh. and he used to call the customers the vultures. <laughs> He'd go every time they tell you, man, they're the vultures. They're coming, <laughs> and like the customers hated him every time. Like every time they saw Glenn was there, they were just like, oh, they were so pissed. And we know him. There was so like contentious between mm-hmm. Glenn and the, the fucking uh, the customer base. And I remember one time it was Christmas Eve and Glenn was waddling out to the freezer to go check the ice cream. And he had like clipped his foot. There was a little curb. He clipped his foot and Glenn fell. And like I said, Glenn was like 500 pounds and he was like four foot 11. And he was on his back like a turtle on a really busy Christmas Eve. We had cars on both sides and people started cheering from their cars. They were so happy. that this fat piece of shit fell on his back. So then I had to go out there to help pick him off, me and my like other coworker. And uh, Glenn looked at us and literally like said to us like, just leave me here, man. <laughs> he told us to just leave him there. Like it was like a Vietnam. Go like, on, that way. go on. This is um, where my story ends. <laughs> it, was, like, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, it was fun times working at that uh, that old dairy barn. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to comedy. I had something else I wanted to throw at you about comedy. I guess um, open mics. Um, what was like the worst show you've ever had? I, I was I was trying to think of this the other day because so I was actually I was telling Tansy about one of the worst shows ever, Mike Tansy. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. What's yours? What's the worst? experience doing stand-up you ever had first thing that comes to mind is when i was in high school i tried to do this talent show but other than that (laughs) (laughs) um you know one time i um i had a show in the city that um i I have a friend who lives in the city that had never seen me do stand-up live before and Uh and i barely and i rarely invite people to my stand-up shows just because you know yeah, no, I, I was saying before, I'm the same way. I'm terrible with self-promotion. Yeah, but I had a, a streak of pretty good shows. I was feeling confident, and I was I had a show. My friend lives in the city. I was like, hey, you want to come see my show? And he was like, sure. And um, and I, I knew that the show was technically in somebody's apartment, 
but he said it's a big apartment. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. And um, I got there with my friend in like a taxi and uh, and I get to the building and I'm like... It wasn't a big apartment. No, like we're buzzed in like, like in a sketchy manner. I don't even remember why it was sketchy, but it just going up the stairs, he's like, is this, are, you, are we going to get murdered? And, right. <laughs> and I, I walked in and there's like, there's like six chairs and like somehow the room still feels empty. There's like three people in there. <laughs> and, um, and everybody did really bad, but I did the worst of all. And <laughs> now my friend thinks I'm really bad at stand-up. <laughs> that is definitely yikes. I mean, I mean, for one, you got tricked right out the gate. There's no such thing as a big apartment in like New York City. I mean, I mean it was it was sizable for an apartment in, in the New city. York, right? But, Which that means it's like a closet. Yeah, it was not sizable overall. <laughs> right, you did, you did stand up in a closet. That's yeah. fun though. It's um, there's room for a very very small stand up show though. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, exaggerating when I say there was six chairs. There was probably like ten. Ten chairs. All right. So, uh, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, Mine was like... See, I'm struggling now. I'm not going to tell the one I told Tansy. I don't know if that's... It's not appropriate, if you will. Yeah, it's just bad things. Plus, I don't want to, like, name names, but... trying to think of... One of the ones I did actually at round two was probably it. Where there was... I think there was four people there and it was mm-hmm. just they were four like drunks at the bar mm-hmm. and they were really just mad they were so mad that we were there oh yeah and like it turned i mean we basically just turned it it was open mic it was yeah at that point you know like there was nobody there for the show so it just everybody was kind of fucking around and like one guy just got like violently angry and started yelling screaming at us and like right. his friend had to like remove him outside and I was, just, I don't know, I was, this is, it was like, I don't even know if I want to go up there. Like, I, and I was thinking, I was like towards the end. So mm. I was just like watching everybody go up and bomb and bomb. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, I, do I really need to do this? Do I need just to do this that badly? Walking everybody, watching everybody walk off the cliff. Right. And get eaten by a shark. Yeah. And like, I'm up next in line. Right. And just, I'm going to, it's my turn. Yeah. It's my turn to eat the shit. Yeah. You know what I forgot to mention in, in, in the, my story that I told is my friend was the only audience member. Oh, and everybody, everybody else was comics. <laughs> he was literally the only audience member. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that makes it even... They did crowd work with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, what do you do for work? Uh, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. That, as I was saying, is that it? At that point now, your friend's, like, starting to feel bad, like, really bad for you. Like, wow, this is, this is Alex. Life. Alex, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, this is what he said was real fun. Yeah. It's basically going this to, like. This is the show that he said, you got to come to this one. Man. You don't want to miss this. I've done, I mean, I did one at a VFW hall once where, like, the guy was like, oh, there's going to be refreshments. There's going to be food. <laughs> and, like. You got there, the refreshments and food was Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies and, like, Doritos. Yeah. And it was just, like, open with, like, paper plates and, like, scattered. I, I don't know. It was, like, it didn't look like they were fresh. It looked like he, like, brought them from home. Like, he was, like, <laughs> what do I got in the cabinet? All right, a bag of Doritos and a thing of cookies. Well, this will do. You know, you can't trust the vague words, like, refreshments. Yes. Like, you, you got to... You know, you want them to say there will be dinner or or there right. will be, you know, there will be lasagna. Yes. But it's Give just refreshments. Mm, mm, we don't know what that means. It's like if you yeah. say, like, how's this going to taste? And they say, uh, earthy. That word doesn't mean anything. It's going to taste horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You you, d- you can't trust any. I'll put it this way. I guess you, 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 ah, what you can say is you can't trust whatever a comedy producer's flyer necessarily says. That's true. Um, that's uh, that, that's a good transition, I guess. Why yeah. not? No, it's not. Now it's not. <laughs> now it's not that I pointed it out, but as I said that, um, 
I'm really interested by that bad comedy flyers page on oh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I find it to be so entertaining. Yeah. Especially like the one guy we were talking about, like the oddly personal dude. Like I don't understand this guy. Yeah, not, not to name names. Right. I just don't understand. Like, how do you devote your life to something? You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. Is- for for those that don't know, there's a there's a Facebook group called Bad Comedy Flyers where people post. Uh, Thank you for bad comedy flyers. That was an unnecessary explanation. Now that I got to the end, I just said, "Well, well bad comedy flyers." It's a group that has bad comedy flyers. Right, <laughs> and they're, 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 some of them are very very funny. Where some you... are just awful. Like yeah. it, it, somehow it's like somehow it's cluttered with information, but it doesn't say where or when it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like there's key details missing. Yeah. Like start times or. Yeah. Or addresses, or the city, or any of the comics' names. Or... I love what you see too. And they'll be like, some of them where I'm like, literally like forty people. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. like, this is this is not a comedy show. This is like, yeah. And they didn't even bother like cutting them out. That they're all like different. They're all, like some of the people like squished vertically and yeah. horizontally. And, yeah, just and, wherever they could squeeze people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's an empty spot there. I'm gonna put another person. Why not? 37 comedians later um yeah that i don't know that that page is fucking entertaining to me but there's a lot of flyers on there that i i feel like are like basically fine it's like yeah i don't know what you're like like i said the oddly personal guy was just like attacking one Mm. guy it's like what do you do Why, why are you so mad about comedy flyers and like comedy shows in general like yeah just don't pay attention to it. It's one of those things. I think that could be go for a lot of people in life when yeah. something's stupid, when it's stupid and meaningless, like a comedy flyer. Yeah. If it bothers you that much, just ignore it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you know, it's funny, though. There's like certain things that people are very against on that page that I don't think I don't understand the objective like problems like like. People will post things just because they have a brick wall background. They're like, they're like, oh, that's cliche. It's like, are we really looking for? Is the point of a comedy show poster to be like groundbreaking? And yeah, right. What yeah. if instead of a brick wall, it's a it's a wooden wall? It's, it's like who? What? Yeah, it's supposed to be informational. Like it's supposed to just inform the person what the details of the show are do we think that the, the, the general public sees a brick wall on a poster for a comedy show like, <laughs> brick wall no thank you yeah i've seen that before <laughs> fuck that i'm not going to see that show yeah i mean because people will post a poster and somebody will be like like just i don't understand what's wrong with this and somebody explain it every reply is like oh, there's a brick wall on it <laughs> you don't see if you can't see the problem with this do you you shouldn't be in this group. There's a brick wall. There's there's more than two comics on it. And yeah, that's the other thing. Too. And one of these guys has a stage name. Get out! Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> I love that people get mad. Yeah, like mad. Anytime there's more than like yeah, like you said, two comedians. Like I don't know. Somebody posted, uh, and then they're like, they're like, huh, like six comedians on one show. It's like that's like a regular showcase. And they said, huh, and no headliner. It's like yeah. It's a regular showcase. That's, yeah. that's like a type of comedy show. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty standard. It's, it's like standard. actually totally normal. Yeah, there's nothing actually weird about this at all. And then people will post, like, you know what? I, this bothered me. I saw a flyer. It was kind of an ugly one, but it was for a show in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And I actually, I'm, I've never been to Los Angeles. I'm not a Los Angeles person, but I actually recognized a few of the comics. Right. And just from the internet. Seeing yeah. their stand up and seeing them on on YouTube channels and stuff, and people were like, "I never heard of any of these people." It's like, well, maybe you don't know who they are. Like, are right. you supposed to? Are you yeah. supposed to not do comedy? It's like, don't do comedy shows until you're internationally known. Right. Become famous from the open mic circuit and then start doing comedy. Yeah, shows. then you're allowed to do shows. Yeah. <laughs> you have that's you have to make it first before you can. <laughs> do stand up like that's so <laughs> stupid yeah I, I people are ass backwards dude yeah. i love one of the things as i say one of the things that always gets me with comedy is that uh everybody has everybody has an opinion and thinks that they can give you advice yeah. you know what i'm saying like 
They've never tried it. They know nothing about doing it, mm -hmm. but they're going to give you a lecture on uh, how to m tell a good joke or, yeah. you know, what's wrong with your act. You know, like yeah. I've had friends of mine tell me like that, that too much spaghetti bit that I do. I, I don't want to. I love that joke. I know I appreciate it, and I didn't want to just bring up a joke that like oh it's great I'm awesome but I just like I know it's a good joke like it works it works like every time I do it it's hilarious so I, I think about it sometimes I'm like <laughs> I laugh to myself it's a good bit like and my friend was like dude you gotta get rid of it he's <laughs> going it's just and then it, like he one time he was like it's played out and I was like what do you mean <laughs> it's played out like I've been doing it for like less than a year. No man, no. There's, there's two. You watch stand up. You watch, you watch some of the Netflix specials. They're always talking about how there's too much spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this topic everybody goes to. It's just you just seem, you just seem yeah. like a hack. Exactly. Not to like, he, like it, as if I've just been riding it for way too long. Like I'm, uh -huh. like I don't know. Like I'm doing dice clay or something. Like you know. Yeah. As if the the people like as if you have like a like a fan base in the the. Right. The audiences that come to see you at, at like uh, McGuire's at, at 11 p.m. are like, are like, oh, when is he gonna put out new material? Oh my God! I mean, this was in his last three Netflix specials. Yeah, like, yeah no, I'm not gonna stop doing that joke yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what? As I was say, what? That's a good question. What's the worst advice you ever mm. got about doing stand up? Specifically from like a non stand up person. I got a story. I'll bring it back to round two pub open mic night. I, one night I was, I was, so I was hosting the open mic and I was practicing writing like uh, topical headline jokes. Right. You know, that's a, that's a skill in stand up comedy to be able to look at headlines of the week and write short jokes about them. That's yeah. something that you have to do if you're ever like write for late night. Or even if, you know, in a comedy club, it's a good skill to have. Absolutely. So, uh, so it's just one-liners. And and some of them were good, some were bad. Um, but, you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there. It's an open mic night. And then afterwards, this I'm sitting at the bar, and this old man is says to me, like, listen, okay, I've, you know, I've studied comedy. I've seen the greats. Sick. I've seen George Carlin. I've seen Dangerfield. I've seen whoever. And he says, here's your problem. You're telling jokes. You should be telling stories. <laughs> and then the world just opened up for me. I realized, <laughs> oh, my God, this whole time, I didn't know. The one thing I was missing is I didn't know uh, about stories. You fool. How I did you not? You're telling jokes. You thought that jokes mattered in comedy. I was thought that I was I thought I was supposed to come up with jokes. But the whole time. It was all about stories. It was it was stories all along. <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. It's like you um, I just <laughs> fucking. I mean, how do you even say that? Like, how does how is that? Like, but your criticism. You I did, wish I had that type of confidence about things that I've never done before. Right, where you could just walk up to like yeah, like you see like a carpenter just building a house, going guys, guys. <laughs> All this wood. I'm not <laughs> you doing here. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. You're making a foundation. Yeah. You should be making buildings. Yeah. <laughs> you should be this should be a skyscraper instead of a house. You, know you make you're... more money. Don't you <laughs> see this is more money? You see you see you see you go up to a bar, you're like, uh, you said to the bartender, here's your problem. Listen. <laughs> you're making drinks. Right. You should be making cocktails. Right. Don't you understand? They want cocktails, not drinks. You see a, you see a, you see the difference. You see a basketball player practicing <laughs> shots. It's like, here's your problem. You're making shots. You should be making plays. Right. <laughs> what? It's just like, you gotta be. You gotta tell like LeBron James, like, dude, you you gotta you gotta pass the ball more. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's like exactly. I'm the LeBron James of comedy. That's, and my jokes are dunks. That's it. You are the LeBron <laughs> James of comedy. Okay. Um, I, I think about the um, basketball as an analogy a lot, actually, for stand-up in my head. Because I think about, like, people who um, who want to try stand-up. Yeah. Okay, it's like it's like me try, starting at the 
at the variety show instead of starting at open mics. It's like never having touched a basketball, but it's like, put me in, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and, got this. And then people will say how they want to do stand up, but it's like, oh, but I'm not ready to go to an open mic yet. It's like, it's like, that's like saying, like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to play basketball, but it's like, yeah. but I'm not ready to go down to the court. It's like, you yeah. just, it's like, how, how, how are you going to get ready before? Right. Yeah. You know, well, that's a, it's one of those things that actually like has forced me to get really back into it mm -hmm. in like the past year or so where I've been hitting the mics hard and doing a lot more stuff. Yeah. It's because I'm like, if you ever want to get anywhere with this, like you can't just fly in and fly out. You got to commit. You got to be dedicated. Yeah. And like that dedicate, like that level of dedication has only helped me. Like it's it, beyond any writing or delivery of a joke, just dedicating yourself to it is really what needs to happen yeah. otherwise it's you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere like yeah agreed. that's something i realized when i was in college and I, when i started going to open mics yeah i added like 10 vowels i said when i started going to the open mics <laughs> anyway um uh i realized like if i tried to decide whether or not to go to the open mic i was never gonna go because if right. i if i say like okay well I have two assignments to do and I'm tired and I need to eat dinner. Right. Then I'm never going to go to the open mic. You have to always, yeah. you have to decide, okay, for the next month, I'm going to go to every open, open mic. mic because it's, it never makes sense to pick the open. Mic. It never makes sense. It's never the more. So you have to decide, I don't care if it makes sense or else right. you're never going to go. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's uh. It's one of those things too. All right, I notice I notice in myself where like it's gotten to the point where my friends are like, "Wait, what are you doing on Tuesday?" I'm like, "I'm going to Farrell's Pub and mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell jokes next to the Carvel for a little while, and mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll hang out with you after, like whatever." And like they'll they'll always be like, "I don't I don't understand why you want to do that instead of like watch the game or something." And I'm like, yeah. "It's." Cause I, it's the ultimate goal is to do stand up. Like, yeah. so fuck watching the game. I can watch the game any other time. Like mm -hmm. I'll see the highlights or whatever, you know, like I, you gotta pick, you gotta prioritize things and yeah, right. you gotta treat it like more like a job. Cause otherwise someone else is going to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you and I both know plenty of comedians and there's a lot of funny motherfuckers out there that are killing it. And they're, they're gonna, they're gonna beat you if you're not trying to, you know, match their level. That's yeah. Not that I'm trying to be like super competitive, but mm -hmm. there's a little bit of competitiveness. No, I would to, like to beat people. You know, <laughs> beat the shit out of them. I can let's start this list of names. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're gonna list the names of all the comedians we want to beat the shit out of at the next open mic. Um, no. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there is. I'm not saying it's like competitive in the sense like. I mean, I root for, like, when I see someone doing well, I'm happy for them. Yeah. But you don't want to fall behind. No, no. You don't want to be worse than everyone. Right, exactly. You, like, I don't think I'm the best, but I'm definitely not the worst. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not going to say who I think the worst is. But uh -huh. then again, I, I really don't know who I think the worst is. I would have to think about that. But I would. No, <laughs> no, I would have to think about that. <laughs> no, you have to think because... It's like you're gonna, it, yeah. you can name one person, and I'll be like, wait a second, what about so? It's like, oh, they suck too. And then, yeah. I mean, you could do it the same. You could do it the positive way where we talk about who's the greatest, but but that would be boring and that, happy, right? Exactly. <laughs> why, why do that when we talk about who's that shitty? Would, that would fill people with joy, right? Fuck that. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's funny is uh, somebody at my mic the other night was like, like talking about having friends in comedy, and then. It was one very specific person who, like, stuck in. It was like, there's no such thing as friends in comedy. <laughs> there's only enemies with smiles. So I was like, that's a dark way of yeah. looking at it. It's not that. It's, I mean, it's competitiveness, but not that competitive. Like, yeah, I don't see it that way. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I, like sometimes it bothers me if I, if I feel like somebody is not as good a comic as me and I see them doing well. I'm like, what the hell? But, like, otherwise... I don't like so like I guess I feel like a little bit of jealousy there. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't really feel a sense of competition with other comics. No. Like not the ones that I think are good. Yeah. No. With them, I just feel like oh. A sense of camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're all kind of in this same battle together, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, that's 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 the way I feel about it, and that's the better way I feel like of going about it because it's. 
Um, as I said, because that jealousy feeling is natural. Dude. Yeah. We're all felt that. I, I mean, you ever see when you see a show flyer, good mm -hmm. or bad show flyer, yeah. you'll see it and you see your name's not on it. And you're like, why the fuck can I be? I could have featured <laughs> on that. I'm free that night. You see me at the mic. Come on. You know how you know how good I am? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hear? I did that too much spaghetti joke. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I feel like it's a, it's a bountiful, plentiful world in comedy. There's, yeah. There's really, there's infinite comedy shows. There's infinite spots at the end of the Absolutely. I mean, like, there's only so many people can be uh, past it, uh, the clubs or whatever. But, right. Man, but the, where we're at, none of us are even close to that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and that, I don't care. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, we could all eat. We, and, yeah. and um. I don't know what's that old saying about uh, high tide, all the it raises all the levels of ships or whatever. You get whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some lame fucking shit to say, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the the idea is right. Like everybody, if everybody just goes out and does their best and, and tries their best and supports one another, like everybody does better. Like I don't know. Yep. So, yeah, I mean that's that's one thing too. I think my friends don't understand is there is like a, a like the camaraderie element of going to the like that's one of the best parts about the monday mic mm -hmm. i'd say uh billy's mic in mount sinai like fucking so many people go you get to talk to so many different people yeah. and you network i mean i've gotten a bunch of shows because of that like yeah you know maybe it's different uh different like comedy communities have different cultures and different levels of competitiveness yeah i feel like out in suffolk you know, it's a little bit more communal. People like yeah. are rooting for each other a little more. You know, maybe in other places you go, not to name names, maybe other counties on Long Island. I don't know. You know who you are. I don't you know who you are. We're calling you out. No, I don't know what other counties there might be. Right. But, but you go out there, people are quiet. They kind of got their arms folded. So maybe it's a different culture. You know, and like when I was yeah. in college, we had like we did stand up within the college. And yeah. people were, we were all really supportive of each other there. We all really wanted to be like, we wanted to be able to put on good comedy shows. Right. So it's not like, it's not like I want to be the best one in the show. It's like, we, we all helped each other. Yeah. We, were, we all like, liked each other's jokes and, you know, we wanted to make everybody's bits work. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, especially at where, where we're at now, it's not like, right. Like you said, when nobody's battling it out, like yeah. it's between, you know, you and me for a, a Netflix special or some shit like that. It's like it's like we're doing the show at round two tomorrow night. Which of us is gonna be a showcase spot and which of us is gonna feature? Right. Because one of us, well, only one of us can get the extra three minutes. Right. Dude, I'm getting seven. Alex getting ten. This is bullshit. Yeah. And I got paid five dollars because I brought somebody. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. I had, I had three people there tonight. You only had two. Oh, that's cute. Oh man, I was... <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. You ever you ever notice uh, anybody that always like kind of like thinks who they are and like has like a big head in comedy? I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know. It's it's always funny when you hear somebody who's like talks talks about themselves like in a way like where they've like made it already, and it's like yeah. you see Facebook posts and it's like it's like. You know, I'm going on a journey, and if you don't support me, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, and someday I'll have my shining day in the spot. It's like, bro, you, yeah, bro, all you have is like, you just say, you just have dick jokes. It's like, right. Well, what is, what is that's this, a what great is this level of emotion coming from. That's a great thing too, uh, where like someone will be like, I'm a modern day philosopher, uh -huh. I'm a comedian, yeah. and then like you hear their jokes, and it's like. So my dick's fucking crooked. <laughs> like that's like, it, it, it bleeds it sometimes. It. I don't know. Norm Macdonald had a joke about it. You know, some people say that uh, stand-up comedians are the modern-day philosophers, and that's probably really offensive to the modern-day philosophers. <laughs> Norm is the best, dude. Yeah. That's a great segue. Here we go. We got a great segue. Nice. So I was just like, like Norm. For me, Norm is a huge influence in terms of like comedians that I like looked up to and like love their stuff. Who who do you really like? Like, you know, I don't know. Who who's influenced you, who inspired you in yeah. any way, shape, or form? Like not saying that like you you necessarily, you know, envy their or 
copy their style or anything, but just guys that you really liked or gals you really liked. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think the, the biggest influence was there was this guy who once told me that I'm telling jokes, but I should be telling stories. And then I really, <laughs> no, um, uh, well, oh, early drunk old man. <laughs> When I was when I was a when I was a little child, I, I remember seeing um, Mitch Hedberg on Comedy Central, and that was it. I mean, uh, people, I I don't think of my act as being Mitch Hedberg, but people always tell me that I sound like Mitch Hedberg. I think I you have know. a you have a similar sounding voice, but no, your jokes are not like Mitch Hedberg. I think when I started, it was a lot more like that. And Dimitri yeah. Martin also, they have the one liners. When I did the first, when I did my uh, t- variety show debut, it was very Mitch Hedberg, Dimitri Martin uh abstract one-liners yeah 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 um uh norm mcdonald in in recent years actually Uh, even before he died before it was cool i was was, uh yeah norm is norm is definitely one of my favorites i i i feel like there's so much to uh learn from watching him he's just like I, i what i love about him is that he's like he's unapologetically himself and does yeah. does things in such an unorthodox way or like yeah. like there's times like when he's on conan and he tells those long yeah long form jokes that take the whole entire segment yeah you just watch it like conan like you can tell is like dying on the inside yeah it's great it's, it's so funny yeah i think there was one where he uh he was conan had like a actress on who was in a carrot top movie i remember, I remember. Just, that that's yeah, yeah. a fucking hilarious and he keeps insulting her and the movie she's in and conan's like like stop she's like our, our guest she's here to promote and he's like oh i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah and yeah he, yeah. he just kept going and then and yeah and then uh i forget what conan sa- says something he's like it's, in the movie the movie that she's in is chairman of the board and conan says you do something with that you sick freak and, and Norm yeah. says, I bet it's spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> yes, yes. That, oh, he's so good. Do yeah. something with that. Like, he really, it's so fucking, because he's at that point, he's just like challenging him. Yeah. Like, you can't make another joke. <laughs> you can't possibly do it. Another um, one. Nope, I got yeah. it. Uh, good stuff. I remember he was telling, uh, you know, because he told those long stories. They're, they're just like street jokes and they're just made up. But he would tell a street joke like it's a personal anecdote that right. you're supposed to do on when you're a guest on late night TV. Yeah. And, and I remember at one point he's he's telling a he's telling the story to Conan. And he's saying, uh, and so I look under the bar and uh, and I looking for something to give him. I, I I see a turtle and I figure I'll give it. And Conan says, Why was there a turtle under the bar? And Norm goes, What? <laughs> so anyway, I give him the turtle. <laughs> no, no explanation. Just yeah, just what? what? Uh, just <laughs> and it keeps moving forward yeah he's great man as I, the other night i was actually watching his uh he had that netflix show Do you ever, which netflix oh the 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 norm mcdonald i think it was just called the norm mcdonald show oh oh was that on netflix yeah well it's on netflix right now you oh know. it is like his podcast N- no no the norm show the sitcom no it wasn't the sitcom no no it was like an interview show like a video podcast. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could call it a video podcast. He's got like the blue cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. And he would have like a like he had David Spade on, mm. and like you could tell like Spade's ready to walk off the set at yeah. points. Like he's like, Norm, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it's it's uh, I'm not doing it justice, but very funny. Um, it's, it's almost it almost feels like a very very low key Eric Andre show, just yes. because every guest is like, what is what is this a real show? What is yeah. that? Yes. He's just, he's just, he does like these stupid interviews. He does like fake bits with his, uh, with his, you know, his sidekick. Yeah. yeah and you, um, Adam Egit. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And he'll like insult him endlessly, uh, like call him an anti set. He'll accuse him of being a Holocaust denier. <laughs> he's like, well, this guy doesn't think the Holocaust happened, but I don't know why he says it. <laughs> something about it. Something about the smokestacks don't line up with the shed. I don't know. Uh, this guy is <laughs> sick of this guy. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, it's just, yeah, when he makes them read the jokes at the end, and like some of the jokes are just so so fucked up uh, and out of line. Like, 
And the guests are like, oh, the guests are like, I don't want to read that. And he, like, like, I can't believe, like, the one guy was, like, getting so bad. He's like, I can't believe you wrote that. And I was like, I didn't write it. It's the card. Yeah. And he's, like, <laughs> blaming the card. <laughs> I love that bit. I almost wish I could copy, like, just, I, I, I do like reading a joke because it, like, because it gives you a layer of, like, irony. Right. And of, like, of, like, oh, that joke was stupid. It was, like, it was written. I was just reading it. it right, was, right. Yeah, exactly. It's not. You don't necessarily, whoever wrote it isn't necessarily known or anonymous. Yeah. Sometimes it's funny, like, obviously, in general, it's bad to read a joke. But sometimes it's funny to read a joke off a, off a piece of paper. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, uh, fucking Russ. Russ yeah. does the dude memorize your act thing. That's, yeah. that's very, I, I always think that that's actually one of his funnier, stronger bits. Because it's like, it's so true that, I mean, for yeah. one, I don't even know how that guy, what is he doing with that notebook? You ever see Russ's notebook? Yeah. I don't care. I'm calling Russ out right here. <laughs> the po- His notebook is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I'm like, there's no or- organization here. What do we, how do you keep track of anything? Yeah, his notes are in all his different pockets. Right, exactly. It's like. Yeah. You ever see Mike Fails? Yeah. Shout out to Mike Fails. He's funny. Um, yes, he, he is. He'll, he'll do like quick fire one-liners and impressions and stuff. Yes, and uh, and he'll and he'll have a piece of paper, look at it, and he'll like just screen the joke. He'll look at it, screen the next joke, and then the paper doesn't have anything written on it at all. He's he's it's all memorized. Like his like rapid fire, yeah. five minutes of comedy are like perfectly memorized. It's like the the paper is just a bit, but it somehow makes it feel more like organic and casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's well executed. Yes, yes. He's very funny. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah shout out to Mike Fels. He's good. Shout out. Dude, <laughs> shout out. Shout, like, I guess shout out to Russ. Organize your notebook, you fucking. Shout out to Russ. I'm, I'm, I'm rather trash Russ, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> if it's every open mic. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, what else I got? Um, shout out to Russ. Right. Uh, See, now I'm all fucked up again. Whatever, we're, we're back. Um, we're back and better than ever. Back and better than ever. What else we got about the comedy world I wanted to talk about? Um, shit. You know what back and better than ever makes me think of? Playing the Lego Batman video game with my brother. <laughs> and we would do Batman's voice the whole time. and <laughs> Because Batman has to... Uh, because in Lego video games, you always you're just just destroying benches and statues and stuff just to to get coins from them or whatever. Right. Okay. You know, if you ever played a Lego video game, I have not. Uh, well, that's what you do. And so Batman just destroying random stuff. We would always we would always say, "I hate infrastructure. <laughs> uh, I hate amenities." <laughs> Smash. And then you die. You you pop back up as a new Lego, and we'd always go, "I'm back and better than ever." <laughs> it's such a funny thing for just such an out of character thing for Batman. I'm back and I'm better than ever. I'm a shining Batman. star. <laughs> Michael Keaton's coming back to play Batman, right? Really? I, I think so. He's like 90. How is he gonna That's crazy. I guess they're just gonna fucking CGI him. They just did a they just did a new they just did the vampire guy was Batman. The vampire guy? Yeah, no, no, Twilight guy. Oh, right, right. Uh What's his fucking name? Um, Pat, Pat, Peter Patterson. Pattinson. Pattinson. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, the first try. You know, uh, I thought the the Christian Bale Batman movies were good, even though mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, I think it was less to do with him. It was mm-hmm. more to just do with Heath Ledger basically like killing himself to play the Joker. Mm-hmm. I was he was great in that. Uh, I think that Bane was a silly character. Bane is. A I little, mean, he's kind of cool. But it's like, but he's, but he sounds like that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> the darkness is your ally. It yeah. would be extremely painful for you. <laughs> yes. I was laughing when I saw that. Was I the only one? <laughs> no, definitely not. There is something very uh, goofy about his voice. Like, he's this big, jacked out, monstrous looking dude. Who you would never want to fuck with. But then he talks like this. Gotham Rooted. Persevere. I don't know. And what is what was he even trying to do? He was trying to like. He it was, was very. To... It was very confusing. He was like trying to rally the people of Gotham to like destroy Gotham, 
I don't know what he, every, every I, yeah, it, you know what it's a weird plan because he had a nuke okay he right. was gonna nuke Gotham but it starts with him releasing inmates and like and like arresting rich people and it's like why you're about to nuke the whole city like why are you bothering with all this just nuke them. all this socioeconomic stuff <laughs> prior to the nuke it's really seems like a waste of time it's it, it was like a it's like when a bad guy talks too long when they have like the like they they have the gun on the hero uh-huh. and they're like time to explain <laughs> everything. <laughs> That's basically what Bane did. He yeah. was like, "I'm going to make this take a lot longer." Yeah. <laughs> like I, I you know what it's like it's I I guess it's like it's like arranging your food into a smiley face before eating it. It's like it's going to be yeah. gone, but it's like I want to. I want to appreciate the. <laughs> right. I want to. I want to mess things around. Appreciate the image, and right. then I'm gonna nuke it. <laughs> then, then I'm gonna destroy it. And then what they don't address? Okay, Batman gets the nuke. He flies out into the ocean. It explodes. You think like, oh my god, did Batman die? And you see yeah. like, you see Alfred. He's like, oh, Batman. Oh, oh, I miss, he's I miss him. Oh, she died. Master uh, White. He's gone. And and then and then. And it's like, oh, but actually he survived. It's like, okay, are we not going to address that you just let a nuke explode like two miles from a major city? It's like everybody in this whole metropolis is going to have cancer for generations. Like that's not an issue at all. Well, it, it was underwater, right? Oh, yeah. Because famously, <laughs> we all know. water does, can't be contaminated. Obviously, I mean, just ask everybody from Chernobyl. If there's one thing we want in a, if there's one place we want our nukes, it's the water supply. Yes, <laughs> that's right. what we want to be irradiated the most. Right. If I need, that's that's the way I want my radiation to hit me, <laughs> is through a nice, a nice cool glass of water. water. Yeah, mm. nice and refreshing. Nothing says refreshing like radiation. Yeah, exactly. Radiation agua. <laughs> That would be a good uh, energy drink, like radiation agua. We put the power of a nuclear bomb into <laughs> into the new monster <laughs> energy drink. Radiation agua. <laughs> you ready to be a mutant? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's some flaws with Batman movies, I guess. Yeah. From the monster energy drink. A Monsters of History line, Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe they could coincide it with Nolan's new movie about yeah. Oppenheimer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the the official drink of the nuclear bomb, the <laughs> yes. the official of drink of mutually assured destruction. <laughs> A you beverage have- for the for the post apocalyptic era. I like it. I think we got something here. I think we've uh, <laughs> mutually destructed. Oh God! Uh, what else have we got? Um, this is good. Dead air is always a good sign. Yep, great sign. Great sign, it, uh, it's a great sign of things. But um, before we wrap things up, I guess yeah, we're we're about we're about there. That's good. That's good. It's good. I, I think we did well. I think so. I, I think it's been a blast. I hope that the audience at home is having as much fun as we're having here. You, I mean, Mike Ellison's apartment. I, I was gonna say, I one thing I will admit as this morning I woke up and I was like, Alex Bradley's coming over. I have to get this place in order. <laughs> I was vacuuming. I like ran around. I really tried. This is about as good of a cleaning job. It's nice. There's no it's all right. There's yeah. a basketball. That's There's a good. basketball. Usually that chair is over there on top of the basketball. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I figured this was a better, this way, I don't know. This is the feng shui. Yes. This is the feng shui way. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is why I don't have, this is why we're audio only. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, man, this is this was great. I appreciate you coming out. Um, definitely do it again sometime. I want to, yeah, I want to get more comedians coming. I want to have you on my podcast. Yes, I want to do your podcast. You should promote your podcast right now. I, 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 you can promote your podcast on my podcast too. I, I do yeah. a, I do a ten second podcast. It's called the Ten Second Podcast with Alex Bradley. You can look it up. It's easy to find. It's the only ten second podcast. Surprisingly, yeah. Hey, nobody else has picked up on this idea. You know what? You have 
definitely found a niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have We live in a fast paced world is what I'm saying. Exactly. Do people have time to no offense? Right. I'm doing this I hour long that, bullshit. I think that that's going out the window. Right. People have people want to listen to a quick podcasts on quick commutes. Say you work next door. Right. You can't you don't have sorry, I've knocked something over. That's a, it's a cable box, it'll be all right. You don't have time to listen to an hour long podcast if you work next door. Yeah, no, of course not. You walk in next door, ten second podcast, up, oh, and I'm here and the podcast is convenient, you know. It's it's boom. I like it. I like the idea. Thank you. I've listened to a couple episodes. I think it's very strong. Don't have time to listen to all of them naturally. Uh, naturally, right. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. That would be like a minute. Yeah. I don't have a minute. Exactly. I I don't have that. But I have 10 seconds. Exactly. Every now and then. Every now and then. You get 10 seconds. So definitely check out the 10-second podcast with Alex Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on YouTube, right? You know? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Fuck yeah. Look it up. Um, you got any upcoming shows or anything? I got a bunch of them. Oh, I'm doing the laugh off. I signed up for the laugh off. Same here. What what date are you doing the laugh off? See, I'm not sure it, it's been confirmed yet, but pretty sure June 8th. I'm Ju- June. Oh, you're on the June 8th. Okay. At, at McGuire's Comedy Club. That makes two of us. June oh, 8th. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm confirmed for June 8th. I, come come down. Come down. June 8th. That's a Thursday. Yeah, that's a Thursday. McGuire's. Yeah. Tickets at govs.com. Say you're coming to see me and not Alex though, because this is my podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Actually, would you should There's do? no competitive spirit here, but say you're, say you're there to see me. <laughs> hey, hey, buy one ticket for me, buy one ticket for Alex. Do the right thing. Buy two and tickets. sit in two chair, one butt cheek per chair. Right. And, then and take, you do have to buy four items in that case. In that case, too. Right. So you demand two chairs and then intimidating, what's his name, Scott? Or, yeah, yeah. And you do have to laugh twice for every. Yes. Have, with two different laughs, so. Right. <laughs> yes, you're gonna have to change your laughs up. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do a lot of work, but support us both. And yeah, come to the laugh off June 8th, uh, McGuire's Comedy Club. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, June 2nd, I'm at Katie's in Smithtown. Apparently, that bar is haunted. Yeah, it's a haunted bar. The funny thing is, I'm not on the flyer for the June 2nd at Katie's in Smithtown because there's a special guest. Uh. Uh. uh is, are you the special guest? I'm the special guest. I like when they put special guests on on a flyer, like, to make people think, like, oh, it could be any, oh, it could be, it's a surprise, it could be Dave Chappelle. Right, yeah, it exactly. Could be, it could be Eddie Murphy, it could be Bill Burr, it could, and it's Mike Ellison. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, who are we going to get? Who's this special guest? And there's like, oh, it's Mike Ellison. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, who's they? And then nobody came to see you because right. you're not on the flyer. Right, exactly. <laughs> But that should be a fun show. Uh, no, no offense to Katie Smith, that beautiful establishment. I had a show there. Great show, great show. It's, it's apparently it's haunted. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't notice when I was there. I yet I didn't see any ghosts. No. no, not while I was there. I saw a lot of uh, like forty-five-year-old single cougars. That's what. I... Or did you? Ooh. Right. That's the, that's who haunts the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the the ghosts of. Middle-aged single women. How who you are, doing? How you doing, sweetheart? How you yeah, doing, honey? with raspy voice, just from <laughs> smoking cigarettes. What's up, sweetie? <laughs> I'm just here, Katie, to join her. I've been here for three hundred years. <laughs> I fought the Revolutionary War, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I was a diner waitress down the road <laughs> in uh, colonial New York City. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, Katie Smith down June 2nd. So yeah, we did this out of order, but whatever, it's fine. I told you to go first. Uh, and then what else I got? Oh, June 9th. June, so yeah, June 8th, McGuire's. June 9th, I think we're both on that show at oh. Governor's. Oh, yeah. I, I got to check my calendar. Pretty sure June, yeah, June 9th, that's um, Andrew Washington. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exciting. Yes. So there you go. Those are my upcoming dates. Alex's upcoming dates. Uh, or Yeah, so you can come see us both. Oh, you yeah. got no excuses. I'm t- here's, here's a good wrapping up point. Let's bitch about, as, as I'm trying to promote shows, let's bitch about the fans and friends and family that always do that. Oh, I'm going to be at the next one. You ever get that? Oh, uh, sons of bitches. 
I can't stand it. I, you know what it is? I'd rather people don't say anything. Yeah. Just don't say anything. I have like one friend who never comes to my shows. Mm -hmm. And every time he sees me, he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I missed <laughs> it. I'm going to make the next one. But he never makes the next one. Right. And I'm like, just, it's okay. I'm yeah, not yeah, mad yeah. at you. What I'm mad about is having to have this same dumb conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I have to be like, I have to be like, oh, I know you wanted to be there. Well, yeah. I'll totally see you the next day. Like, people lie about things that they didn't even have to lie I, about. Right. It's, it's, it's fine. Just tell me. Just yeah. right. Just say the, say the truth sometimes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You didn't want to come or you were fucking, there was something better to do. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's something better to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. He's like, dude, I was hanging out like a hot chick. Like, okay, yeah. that's that's a better use of your time. No hot chicks at the comedy club, that's for sure. No, right. They're not running out doing a strip tease or something. Maybe at round two pub where it's like a carnival. So. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going to happen there. Yeah. But uh, all right, dude, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate I'm about to start being. coughing again. So cool. Thank <laughs> this you, was fun. Uh, thanks again. And uh, thanks for everybody listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Cool.